This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Got our friend John Schindler joining us now as our guest. He is the national security columnist for the New York Observer. You can read his latest at observer.com. Also, you can follow him on Twitter at 20Committee. Mr. Schindler, good to have you, sir. It is a pleasure as always, Buck. All right, so let's talk about it. This cabinet is coming together. Some very, certainly very interesting and and dynamic picks. Uh, Jim Mattis, General Mattis. He is possibly the next Secretary of Defense. Uh, you are formerly of the NSA. I'm formerly of the CIA. And we have Mike Flynn, perhaps, as the next NSA. We'll talk yeah. about that in a second. Uh, but let's talk about Mattis first. What do you think about this pick, assuming it goes through? Uh, assuming it goes through, and Mr. Trump, our president-elect, has indicated that he's General Mattis is definitely on a short list for the Secretary of Defense. If that goes through, this is the best news we could possibly get from a national security perspective. Mattis is a, you know, known as Mad Dog, uh, is, a, is a revered figure in national security circles. He's arguably the best general of his generation, a career Marine. Um, I, I know Mattis slightly personally, and I, I think the world of him. I think he is a rare mix of uh, of a real warrior uh, and a real scholar at the same time. He's never married. He's a little bit of jokes about him being a monk. Not literally a monk, but he's devoted himself to his military profession his whole life, and he's a deep thinker. He's a genuinely deep thinker. And DOD, our Pentagon, is a bureaucratic mess. It needs to be shaken hard and fixed, particularly on the budgeting side and strategy side. And if Jim Mattis can't do it, no, no human being can. He also is attributed with a quote so cool that I think anybody wishes that they had come up with it. Be polite, be professional, but have a plan to kill everyone you meet. Right. That, that, and, that and leaves, yeah. That's vintage Mattis. I mean, Mattis is, uh, is, is, is the real thing. We have a lot of general officers in our military who are, you know, sort of pose as tough as nails, uh, but able to think big thoughts at the same time. And Mattis actually is that. I can, I can vouch for that personally. And he has a fabulous reputation uh, as our boss of Central Command, uh, our Middle Eastern Command. He legendarily commanded the 1st Marine Division in his drive into Iraq in 2003. Um, and also, he was fired quite unceremoniously by the Obama administration uh, a couple of years back as the Central Command boss over the issue of Iran. And here's a really revealing thing about Jim Mattis. Jim Mattis has never really spoken about this. He's a class act. He doesn't, unlike Mike Flynn, who makes up stories about why he was fired, Mattis was fired over principle. Mattis strenuously objected to the deal with Iran and felt that empowering the mullahs in Tehran was a huge strategic mistake. And he got fired for that. He was fired very unceremoniously, rudely by the White House, and he's never out of the White House for that. Him coming back to set some of this right would be a great thing for, for us and for our allies. And now, uh, John, you're a veteran from from friends of yours who are either still inside in the armed services or, or who have served. I, I I've never heard from people I know in the intel community on my side of things anything but good things about Mattis. The support from inside yeah. the military, from the rank and file all the way up to the top, my understanding is pretty strong. I, to, to, I, I, pretty honestly, strong to very I, I strong. But I, 
I, I can't believe I can say this. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone criticize Mattis in a serious way on a, on a really substantive issue. No, no general officer makes all correct decisions, but he's a genuinely, you know, widely universally admired guy who knows how to make the trains run on time. And as I said, the Pentagon needs someone who can break some China at this point. The budgeting process, the acquisition process, as evidenced by disasters like the F-35, the Joint Strike Fighter, is really seriously broken. And we need someone who understands this to go in grab it with both hands and affect some real change. All right. Now, before we get on to uh, the issue of Flynn, uh, of Mike Flynn as possible national security advisor, uh, let's just uh, Romney meeting with Trump over the weekend. People are saying secretary of state seems like a political move. But on the merits, what do you think about a Romney sex state? I think he'd be great. I mean, I, I was never a big fan of Mitt Romney as a presidential candidate, but he has a lot of the skill set you need to be Secretary of State, someone who understands how the world actually works. As we know, to the embarrassment of President Obama, Mitt Romney's instincts on Russia back in 2012 were exactly right, and the president was wrong. Um, I think a Romney appointment would be greeted in D.C. among professional bureaucrats as a really good thing, because he's a balanced guy, he's a smart guy, and he's not particularly ideological, and he will focus on getting American diplomacy back into Earth orbit and focused on a reality. No more James Taylor concerts, no more John Kerry, no more Hillary pay for play. We know Romney, whatever his, his neg- negatives are, he's not corrupt, and he understands how the world actually works. I think he'd be a great Secretary of State. Yeah, very honest guy, very capable guy. And also, I-, I feel like with the Democrats, what, among their main criticisms of, of him from the election, including that he would give people cancer, but we'll put that aside because that was just unfair and insane. Uh, but that he was sort of a, a vulture capitalist. Maybe it'd be a good thing for America to have a guy who understands how to use leverage and uh, squeeze as much as possible oh, from his side out of the deal talk. on the world Stop stage. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he would bring some pretty interesting things to the table with that regard. He'd do it with a smile and a firm handshake. But right. if you want somebody That's negotiating right. for your side in an international trade deal, I think Mitt Romney would do a darn good job. Yeah, I I don't think, you know, any of his negatives as a presidential candidate remotely apply, you know, including that he causes cancer, right? Uh, Remotely have anything to do with how he'd be as a secretary of state, and I would welcome his appointment, as would a lot of people in D.C. and not just in the Republican Party. Speaking to John Schindler, he's a national security columnist for the New York Observer. Observer Observer.com is where you'll find his pieces. I highly recommend you check him out. He's former NSA. Uh, John now let's talk about former NSA John Schindler. Let's talk about the possible NSA Mike Flynn. Uh, you yeah. do not hold back on this one. I want you to tell me and everybody else listening, make the case, please. Why is General Flynn, in your estimation, not the guy for this job? Well, uh, let's leave aside his strange ties to Russia, the very pro-Kremlin things he says, that he's taking money from Russia today, which is the state propaganda network. Let's, let's leave that aside. The problem is Mike Flynn is a smart guy who is, uh, doesn't play well with others. He, he rose to be a three-star general in the Army and was fired as director of the Defense Intelligence Agency by Obama. And as a strong critic of Obama and foreign policy, let me say that Obama was absolutely right to fire Mike Flynn as the director of DIA. Uh, Mike Flynn wanted to reform DIA, which is all well and good. It's a really stodgy intelligence community bureaucracy. But he did it in a way that was, frankly, you know, abusive of the workforce, uh, and he was quickly hated by the workforce. And you don't change an organization by making everyone hate you. 
uh, as the Democrats just found out, uh, you know, uh, in, in the election, the white working class is not going to vote for you if you hate them. By the same token, the DIA workforce is not going to help you reform if you make clear they're all fools and idiots and lazy. Uh, Mike Flynn turfed out, and my fear is he will bring that same management style, which is aggressive, uh, where it doesn't need to be, into the National Security Council. What, now, what, now, let me let me ask you to, to be fair to be yeah. fair to the other side of this, which I don't pretend to be on, but I, I'm I'm assuming yeah. that if we had a a Trump spokesperson or somebody attached to the transition team here, they'd say, well, uh, or, or they could say, and I, I wanted to pose this to you, John. But he's going to be in an advisory role to the president. So it's really more about his knowledge, background and understanding of issues like dealing with jihadism, radical Islamic uh, terrorism and not all the things you talked about may well be true. And I've heard similar things. And my understanding is that bureaucratically there was an ineptitude on display at the top of DIA in terms of how he handled that, which is also a very difficult job to manage these enormous intel bureaucracies. Um, But. That wouldn't be his role. His role would be to be there close to Donald Trump and advising him as national security advisor. What about on that side of things when it comes to his judgment, um, knowledge and understanding of the threats we face? I think the, I think the problem you have there is Trump uh, is a very impulsive, uh, high strung individual. You want a national security advisor who can moderate that. And Flynn is exactly the same kind of shoot from the hip say hard things without thinking about them. And when you're in that job, that's going to have real consequences. And you want someone there who can think big picture about strategy. And Mike Flynn is right about some of the things he says about jihadism, but he also thinks it's the biggest threat we face. And I don't. I think it's top three. But the reality is, you know, Russia and China both have, both have several thousand nuclear weapons that can wipe us off the face of the planet. The jihadists, thank God, don't. Uh, and that means there are huge threats to our national security. I disagree with Mike Flynn that that is the preeminent threat we face. We face a lot of threats, and jihad, jihadist terrorism is one of them. He also has a way of alienating the entire Muslim world, which, given that we're t- utterly dependent on Muslim allies to fight jihadism, that's not really a good thing. What do you make of this report, by the way, uh, switching gears to the Obama administration for a second? Uh, we're talk- everyone's talking so much yeah. about the Trump transition that I feel like it gets lost yeah. sometimes that – there's still a White House that's making decisions. They're trying to bolster the Iran deal as we speak. So they're saying not to make it harder to uh, unravel for Trump. But it seems like to hit the accelerator at the very end oh, here on that uh, yeah, has some, has some mean, consequences. They want um, to make this irreversible down to the last minute they're in the White House. And, you know, because this is their signature thing, right? I mean, this is, this is Obama's claim to fame. He got this great deal with Iran, which, as we know, is not really a great deal. And Trump wants to tear it down. I mean, I think actually tearing it down is going to be harder than Trump and his people realize. But the Iranians are going to have a much harder, harder team in, the, in, in Washington now than they've had, where Obama and company have accommodated everything they wanted and let them get away with crazy stuff. Back to Jim Mattis. Jim Mattis raised holy hell with the White House several years ago when the Iranian intelligence service tried to blow up the Saudi ambassador to the United States in a re- public restaurant in downtown Washington, D.C., this was an unambiguous act of war, and Mattis wanted us to seriously diplomatically retaliate. You know what the White House did? Hardly anything, and they told Mattis to calm down. Mattis was right, and this kind of appeasement of the mullahs in Tehran has gotten us worse and worse Iranian behavior. And if that stops, I'll be very pleased. There's also this report that, uh, James, uh, that Clapper and Carter have told yeah. Obama to fire the head of, of your former uh, home base, the NSA, yeah. 
What do you think about that? What's that all coming from? Uh, it pains me to say I think that would be a wise move, and it is, in fact, overdue. Admiral Mike Rogers, a Navy four-star admiral, um, you know, came to NSA with a great reputation. Unfortunately, he's sullied that reputation through some pretty bad mistakes. Um, he's run through an organ- a reorganization in a way that really upset the workforce with cause. He's been distant. He hasn't, he hasn't communicated well with the workforce. He's upset some of our close intelligence allies around the world. And most importantly, we've had more security disasters. He was brought in to clean up the epic mess left behind by the Snowden theft and defection to Russia. And now we've had another case, another uh, the Martin case, very similar to in the sense that the NSA affiliated contractor who stole huge amounts of classified data and brought it home with him. Um, This has happened again. NSA security and counterintelligence have not been reformed, as I and others have urged for years. As Congress was told was happening, it has not happened. And Mike Rogers is the captain of the ship here, and he has to go down. Unfortunately, I think relieving him of duty is the only choice the Pentagon and the intelligence community has. Right before we let you go, John, how would you, if you had to give a grade to uh, Trump's national security picks and considerations because i know you know there's a lot that's still up in the air where would you what would you grade it right now well if we're going with mattis i'd say it's an a plus uh you know flynn flynn brings that down a fair amount but i'm honestly i'm encouraged so far we don't know a lot so far it's mostly rumor but i think we're going to have it's going to break out two ways a lot of the cabinet appointees and senior appointees in the departments like state defense other you know homeland security are going to be really solid people who know what they're doing and are not particularly ideological they're not they're not they're not trumpers they're republicans but they they're not part of the, they were not part of the trump movement the folks inside the white house are going to clearly be trump loyalists who are perhaps their loyalty matters more to the president elect than their knowledge of say national security affairs that means you're going to from day one have some tension between professionals, you know, career generals, diplomats, whatever, successful business people who are running cabinet departments and the folks in the White House who maybe don't really understand how all, how all that uh, wonderful stew gets made over there across the river in northern Virginia. So I, I, I think there could be some tension right out of the starting gate. All right. John Schindler is the author of Fall of the Double Eagle. He's also the columnist at the New York Observer for National Security. Go to Observer.com. John, great to have you, sir. Talk to you soon. Great to be here. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep. And I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code GLEN, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at casper.com slash GLEN. The promo code is GLEN. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress, casper.com slash GLEN. Terms and conditions do apply.